God of light, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes to us from the prophet Isaiah from the 35th chapter, verses 1 through 10. You're welcome to follow along with your pew Bible on page 875. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. God will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. God will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of fresh water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp and the grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to sing with to Zion with singing, everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Our next scripture reading comes for, to us from the gospel according to Luke. Good, God bless you. I'll be reading from chapter 1, starting with verse 46. You're welcome to follow along with your pew Bible on page And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. These are the words of the living God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God for it. Pray with me. Gracious and holy God, thank you for the gift of scripture this morning. 
Thank you for the gift of oohs and ahs from the voices of our precious children. Thank you for the gift to really reflect in this season of waiting what it might mean to hold and cling onto joy. So allow these scriptures to be opened to us in new ways. Allow the spirit to dance and move amongst us, to move us more into that divine image and expectation you have for us. That the words of my mouth and the collective meditations of our hearts will be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So we are in week three of Advent. It is a hectic season. It is one that starts the new church year, and we did. We spent a little time talking about hope. Last week, we talked about peace. And today, we linger on the word of joy. For me, and I don't know if this is true for you, but it, you know, saying that word makes me think of the song and and my Apologies. I'm looking at some of my my longtime Methodist camp people who would know. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I see lips moving down in my heart, down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart today. And I think there might be other. You're looking at me like, thank goodness you have not asked me to sing that because I would not know that. I didn't know that either until I hung out with a bunch of long-term Methodists and then they taught me that song. So, and you guys survived. I don't see any bleeding ears to my singing expertise or lack thereof. Well done. But there's this idea that the joy that we have is not something that maybe is like at our fingertips, right? But it's something that is found deep within. Isn't that what that means to say the joy, joy, joy is down in my heart? Because that is a place for it to reside, that even with all of the external forces, the day-to-day, that joy can reside and be deep within, something to cling to and to hold on to. It's different than to say, I'm happy. Right, Because happy is paying attention to your current circumstances and feeling good in the moment with what that is, right? But sometimes our happiness can be fleeting, right? Be like, I'm so happy my team won. And then they play terrible the next week and you're like, oh my gosh, why did I ever root for them, right? That happiness, uh, am I, y'all don't have, uh, okay, an example of that, right? Or, you know, I could go with like, you know, the whole parent example, like our kids make us so happy. And then the next second you are like, ah, they are the gift that keep on giving. Um, but it's, so it's a different shift, right? Than saying happy. Um, there, the, the joy is something that can continue to be present even when things are not going well. Even when things are hard, right? Because it's say, oh, you just need to be happy. Put on a smiley face and everything will be okay. And sometimes you just don't feel happy, right? You can be sad and still find that kernel of joy within. You can be mad and still find that kernel of joy within, 
You can be so confused or so frustrated, and then you take a moment to breathe, and you can find that moment of joy. Do you know why we can find that moment of joy? Because in the midst of our lives, in the midst of the hard things, Christ is still present with us. Christ is that joy that we hold on to. And it is the spirit that dance and delights and moves within us that allows us to cling and hold on to that with confidence. And yet we have this idea of joy, and I'm thinking about this story. Any of you familiar about who or what Isaiah was talking about when he was capturing these words of the desert and parched lands and then this beautiful imagery of abundance and that people would find joy and delight because God's abundance would be made visible to them. Isaiah was writing this in a season of turmoil for God's chosen people. They were on the cusp of being wiped out and took, taken into exile to be taken away from the land that God had promised them, that their ways of life would be stripped from them. And yet there are these words from Isaiah that they cling to as a word of hope and peace and promise. That their response in the midst of all of that turmoil was one of this deep-rooted joy because of their trust that God was not going to forsake them or leave them abandoned or uncared for. That's the context. And it totally shifts when we understand who is this written for and why. And how do we understand it now? And how is that dynamic of war and violence and being taken into exile and stripped of their land? Do we hear anything like that today in today's news? Yeah, we do. And they may not be experiencing happiness in the midst of it. They may be experiencing the full breadth and dynamic of human emotion in the midst of turmoil, and yet there is this seed of hope, peace, and joy that lives within them. For there is this trust that God will not forsake or abandon them. So fast forward to Mary receiving news. And we we don't get to hear that. So I invite you to go back and read, you know, those first, you know, the, the passage before this text, because this is often what's known as Mary's Magnificat. It is Mary's song. It's similar to when Miriam breaks out in song and celebration for what God had done, leading them out of exile or out of enslavement in Egypt to be in the presence of God. We hear these songs of of joy and delight. And now remind yourselves, and let's be honest with ourselves, that Mary was not, we consider, an adult. Or age-bearing age, she was young. She was unwed. And here she was told by an angel that she was going to carry the Son of God, the Theotokos, 
the mother of God. That within her womb would come the salvation of all people. I don't know about you, but at that age, I don't know that I would have had the keenness to respond in the way that Mary had. She responds with grace and a maturity and awareness of who God is that oftentimes I think we struggle to find for ourselves. And she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. My soul magnifies the Lord. That her person, her body embodiment was to be a living outward magnification of the work God was doing in and through her that it would exponentially explode that others would see because she responded with joy and delight in really hard circumstances to embrace this idea that she was going to bear the Son of God. And we hear this, and, and so many folks will cling to the Magnificat because it is such an amazing response in difficult circumstances. Was Mary's path going to be easy? We know, no, we know it's not. And yet was God in the midst of that journey? Yeah. So that, my friends, is where we find ourselves now. Just as Mary was waiting for her belly to grow, for the Son of God to be born... We are waiting, waiting expectantly for this nugget, this deep-rooted joy that can be found in God to grow, to be magnified, to be visible in the world, that we can delight in it. Is it a momentary happiness? No. Is it something that we can cling to even when times are hard or rough or we don't know what's going to happen next? Yes. Why? Because God promised to be with us always. The birth of a son, Emmanuel, God with us. And you shall call him Jesus. So today, as we draw closer to Christmas Eve, as we move towards the end of 2023, I want to invite you to cling to that joy and give yourself space to feel all of the things that you may be feeling right now. That they are not mutually exclusive, that God can handle all of it, and we will delight that God is with us. We will find the joy, the joy, the joy. Where? Down in our hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.